0: covering everything in the Brainerd Lakes area. This is the Listen Local podcast with Jacob Blazer and Colton Mayer.
1: Hi, everyone, and welcome to Listen Local. I'm Jacob Blazer with Blazer Aerial Production. And I'm Colton Mayer, Woods to Water Real Estate. And in this podcast, we're going to be focused on everything Brainerd Lakes area. We'll be bringing in business owners, friends, family, residents that have been here forever, and even some local celebs. Yeah, our goal is to
0: make this fun and upbeat show,
1: uh, focus on the local communities,
0: and we get to dive in some current events, uh, not only around the, the local area, but the world in general, and uh, just some stories that we wanna hear um, of what's going on around town. We'll have it on the show.
1: Yeah, we're, we're super excited, and Colton mentioned to upbeat right away, and we couldn't be more happy than to bring in our first ever guest on Listen Local, a very upbeat guy and well-known in this community mr james watkins how's it going james
2: pretty good pretty good i'm excited about this just kind of being stuck inside and uh not being able to have contact or let out of anything this is uh, great just to be able to talk to the community get things out there and let people know uh, the exciting things that are coming up this summer too
0: now i i, I know you a little bit jacob knows you a lot of bit um, <laughs> what i do know about you is you got five phones eight different businesses <laughs> and a whole lot of energy so let's start with where you came from and how you ended up in Pequot, and, and and how that all came to be awesome
2: well I um you know we have a family cabin up here and so the wife's been coming up here her whole life and I started coming up with that, uh you know the fam and uh the kids and then you go through that weekend stuff and you're trying to get everything packed uh, get up to the cabin to enjoy two days of hardcore fun to then clean up the cabin all of Sunday to then drive home on Sunday night to be tired as can be Monday morning for work and so um, I had just said why don't you move up here and I'll travel down from for work for a little while and we moved up here and I traveled down to the cities kind of working still doing some remodeling and different things the houses and Eventually, it came to the time where I just needed to be home more, and we decided to take kind of a leap uh, a couple of years ago and opened up Faith Boost. And uh, we just originally were just to be kind of a craft store, a customization, a sign shop, um, just building and creating just about anything. And so that was a big part of it. And then we opened up to do some concerts and we did some community events, and we tried to just make sure that we were boosting faith in the town a little bit, you know. But in the same run, uh, we struggled with this being kind of a seasonal area and so for us seasonally we shut down in the winter there's nothing left and so like for us it was four months of struggling and financially we're trying to figure out how that worked you know and so that's why we're up we're just trying to figure it out like anybody else we want to live here in this beautiful area and enjoy this awesome place at Brandon Lakes you know.
1: So I think the first time I met you guys um, was at a it must have been either bean holes days or something you guys had a booth up and you had your wood burning i believe or something it was way long ago you guys had just fully moved up here um i think your wife shannon brought over a piece that you guys had had wood burned and and stained and now what we know is called tattooing um but have you always had that artistic side of you and did you always know you wanted to open a shop eventually in your life that would show off that talent
2: definitely art's been in me uh my whole life there's no doubt about it and I only work actually my wife will tell you I'm kind of that side of the brain only so whether it's from cooking to playing music to doing art I'm just on that side of things and so
0: um
2: yeah we we knew that if I was going to make it anything it would have to show off that kind of artistic value of things just um what it is to customize and make things we've done a lot for you know remodeling homes we would do custom pieces for customers back mm-hmm. before this uh so it just naturally came about that. We found more the niche of finding out that people wanted their stuff customized. And so one of the bigger things is that people bring in a table or a chest or wood or whatever, and we'll customize your piece. I mean, so you can bring in your thing and then we'll customize it however you want, whether it's woodburn, whether it's tattooed, whether it's etched, you know, that we just want to customize something. And we feel like at that point we graded more longevity for that
1: piece always great stuff out there I mean you display it in front of the shop in the shop at shows it's, it's very impressive to see it is impressive and you walk into the into the storeroom or the, the the storefront
0: and you can see just the talent that you have come into life on all these different platforms and it's pretty cool um, I just want to dial it back a little to your story I think it resonates with a lot of people um, how you ended up in Pequot sounds exactly why exactly like why my wife and I actually moved back um, you know, sick of that commute, spending more, the majority of your week here versus in the cities. And it just, you know, why transition, uh, back and forth and pack your bags and clean and pack your bags and clean and, and go have fun for a day just to go back and clean, clean some more. So I, I get it. And I think a lot of pe- people will resonate with that, um, that alongside of your story about the seasonality of the, the local community. I think every business owner in, in the Brainerd Lakes area would agree that it is a seasonal, uh, seasonal world that we live in locally. And uh, yeah, I, I think um, we've all come to adapt to it and, and learn how to live with it the, the best we can, um, which is you know something that you spun off and uh, created
1: Doc Tattoos. Where did that inspiration come from, I guess? I'll tell you. It, you know, picked
2: up right where I just left the last story. So after we came out of our first season and just out of the winter season, we lasted four months with really no income and kind of struggling and finding out, okay, we got to come up with a better idea here. we are got to come up with something that's going to provide for this area, provide for our family so I don't have to go back down to work, you know. And it really came to part of our movement in faith for our family because what it was was last Easter and we went to church and church was kind of geared around surrender. Uh, The whole weekend was about surrendering and we had just said and and walked up and prayed after church and said we just we need to surrender this over to you. We got to figure out something. We got to do this and so it was kind of a leap that we were taking on that. The day after Easter, was Monday morning, and I just told the wife, I said, hey, I've got an idea that's been bouncing around my head. Um, I gotta just take off and try and see if this thing sticks anywhere, you know? And so literally the Monday after Easter last year, so we're coming up on one year now. um, The day after Easter, I left, I didn't even have proof of what a tattoo was, you know? Like I was telling people like, hey, I'm gonna tattoo your wood. And they're like, what are you talking about? You know, and I went to a restaurant and I said, hey, I'm got, I want to tattoo your docks. And he says, what do you mean tattoo? I mean, like, I want to put advertisement and business logos, and I want to etch them and st- stain and dye them into the woods so they're permanent, like a tattoo. Hence, the whole word of a tattoo. And I want to put that on the docks at your restaurant so when all of our people up here in this whole area are all tourists and other people in our summer times, and we're all out on the docks. That's where we spend most of our time, at these restaurants and on docks. And I said, this is like the billboard of the Brainerd Lakes area. And so uh, it took a couple restaurants and a couple of uh, boat uh, dealers and different things. And finally they just said, you know what, heck, let's do it, let's give it a shot. And so from that point, um, that's where it started. And then I went out and just started talking to other businesses to find out who could benefit the most from advertising yourself at a restaurant Ah, dock.
0: So you literally just woke up Monday morning, jumped in your car, no no brochures, no pen to paper on what the heck this thing looks like. You just pulled into What was the first place you pulled into and said, what do you think?
2: You know, I had been talking to um, Bertha Boatworks. Uh, and I was talking to them the year before, and I had said that there was some kind of concept, you know, whether or not we could etch this into wood and we could do something, you know. So it was a thought that was out there, but we never had brought it to until this time. So... I believe Bertha Boatworks was the first. And I kind of walked in and I said, Hey, at first we were like, maybe we should just do some dock tattoos and sell them at your location. So a customer could come in and maybe they want their lake name or their last name on a sure. dock section. Yep. You can buy it and put it out uh, at your house, you know, on your own personal dock. And at that point, then I just started thinking, And, you know, maybe we could advertise some companies on your dock while we're here, you know. And they let us do the very first tattoo, which was Bertha. Boatworks' logo on their gas dock. And so that was kind of the first that's ever came about. You know? That
0: was a big one, right? I think mm-hmm. I've seen photos of that. Yeah, of that thing's
2: uh, probably six to eight feet uh,
1: large right there by the picnic table, right on the gas dock. Mm-hmm. And now it's grown. So that was your start. And now, just in your first year of doing this, you have hit three of the main restaurants or bars and restaurants um, you can get to by boat, where you want to obviously see all these docks. You've got Moonlight. You've got Ernie's and you've got Zorba's, if I'm right. And they're pretty full already. I mean, it's pretty amazing how quick this took off.
2: I was completely shocked. I had no idea that it would take off, at least in the first year. Um, But, you know, honestly, a lot of the restaurants and talking to the owners and stuff, they were more excited about building the relationships with these different companies. That they just liked that their friend's business was in town and they're advertising on their deck. You know, there was concepts of this. Forever at bars and restaurants. You would have your banner and put it up on their fence or whatever, or advertise. I think Zorbas for a while was selling ceiling tiles yeah. up on the ceiling and put yeah. your, you know, put your ad up there. So the concept's been around. I just wanted to hit the most people. And I feel like the docks up here are where they're they're at. We come in, we come out of there, that's our spot. You know, and it's a lot of real estate, honestly, that just was empty. And it also was to benefit the restaurants. Um, you know, the restaurants and bars in this region. They're the reason we have all the tourists and the company that for we sure. have up here. You know, if it wasn't for these great restaurants and they're able to come in here and supply foods and bars and entertainment in our region, do you think that that many people would be out playing on the lakes? Probably not as much, you know. You'd probably be hanging out and just water skiing and then heading back home. But we get we get the privilege of having that up here. So by that, I just felt like it was a great connection between everybody here that just kind of joined them all together, you know.
0: Um, where, where do you see the, the Doc Tattoos going now, uh, this year, five years into the future? What are Doc Tattoos going to look like? You think homeowners start to jump on the bandwagon and start putting their family names or the name of their cabin, um, businesses get on?
2: Yeah, we, we launch, we're launching kind of a residential thing this year, and we'll just see how the residential part of it takes off. We've been doing it already, but, you know, we haven't really marketed for it. We've stayed kind of at the restaurants. We've been busy with that. Um, we are expanding out though. Uh, so this year we'll be in Detroit Lakes and Alexandria um, and a couple different locations out there. But the residential side of it, I think that it's endless. I mean, if we could lock down, um, you know, sporting teams and, and college alma and different things like sure. that, I think people could have a lot of fun with this. Yeah, you know? that's a cool I mean, idea. you idea. Know, I think that uh, it's... It's where we come from. People have been bringing stuff into us to customize it for their family and for their lake and different things. So I would love to get, because I think that's more artistic wise, you know, uh, for me, the business logos, their business logo. You send me your logo, we'll tweak it a little bit, we'll make it nice, but that's your logo on a dock where i think if we can get into the residential side of this we're going to see some more art come out you know yeah Yeah. it's
0: i think it's funny the the college alma mater idea because you drive around the lakes and you're cruising around in your pontoon and every dock that's got a flag uh with or a flag post they've got the american flag and right underneath it Mm -hmm. is i went to the u of m or i went to iowa or i went to you know ucla or whatever the college is and it's funny because you go down the shoreline and you see the same colleges and they're all just there's a mm-hmm. there's a place on Pelican where everybody's from Lincoln Nebraska and everybody's yeah. got Cornhusker flags. I love the whole beach is just Cornhusker flags. It's called Lincoln Point, Lincoln, Nebraska. Yeah, um, it, it's it's crazy, and I think that's a funny idea or a, a unique idea that actually will have a lot of traction is where'd you go to college? So mm. People are proud of that. Uh, they on the lake specifically, for whatever reason, wear it on their dock. <laughs>
1: yeah, I mean. Everyone in the world loves to show off that they went to college or where they went to college, and I think that's a great point. As soon as you get the okay from whatever you would need from the NCAA or whoever, which the NCAA are tough to deal with, I know, but I know there's other marketing firms and other things you can deal with, so once you get the sign-off on that, I think this thing could be booming. And I'd also like to go back quick to where you say the artistic side of things on these docs. What people see a lot are engravings and laserings and things like that on wood, each one of these docks is legitimately handcrafted by you, which is pretty amazing. Now, hopefully we get to a point down the road where you are making these for homes in Florida and Lake Havasu and down the road, and you'll need that machine. But it it is cool, at least for this lake's area start for you, that everything is handcrafted. It is handcrafted. Actually,
2: I believe it's also part of why the tattoo lasts. You know, we originally came into this. We tried wood burning. We tried some laser stuff. Um, I've had them sampled out. I'll tell you in the last year how many products, over 30 to 40 different products and different sealers and different things to find out what lasts outside. Just the testing of it alone in a year has been huge. but we found that honestly the lasering and the wood burning and whatever they can't handle the uv rays from the sun beating down on them on a horizontal level you know Mm -hmm. so they just don't last where when we're staining and dyeing the wood and then also by hand routing and etching each of these pieces out the pores of the wood are kind of open at that point it's not perfect it's not a machine trying to you know press that wood down so when these pores are open it's accepting this and Honestly, I mean, I'm not trying to give away what, what a tattoo is, but it's it's the longevity of it. It's what lasts. You know, it's what we found is 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 going to put on many years of time. I mean, I've walked out already this year out to some of the restaurants and the bars just checking on them, and they're all at 90, 95%. I mean, all of them, some of them were down underneath three feet of snow for the winter. You know, and I walk out and they're still completely visible. We're going to go out and touch every one of them up every year because we want them to look fresh and we want that vibe, but I'll be honest with you, I I love the fact that they're lasting and they're doing, but it took a lot of research to get to that
1: point, you know? And some of them are, some of them I think, is it Ernie's or Moonlight, correct me, where they actually had them up all winter as more of like a fence, you know? So that's that's cool to see, too. You're out there in the winter. You still, if you're a brand on one of those or a company on one of those docks, you're still getting that promotion throughout the winter, too. So that's sort of cool.
2: It was cool. That was a little bit of uh, coming to... uh, Ernie's there, and they get a lot of snowmobile traffic, you know, and so we were able to put them up vertically on the fence all along by the volleyball court there. I went out there uh, checking on them just today, actually, this morning, and was seeing them all hung there. They're all still looking great. Um, They last, you know, even better when they're hung vertically for the winter, but I don't think we're losing anything on the value of the tattoo itself. Touch-ups are touch-ups, and we'll keep them looking pretty, but honestly, these things are, are lasting, and that's what took the time to figure out so we're excited about it it's cool that they get some winter view too
0: very cool now so we've got faith boost got doc tattoos and now how i know you or how we got to know each other a, a little better aside from sitting on committees through town and uh, planning committees and whatnot is uh this lore tour um tell us what lore tour is and why it's called lore tour
2: it's awesome because I'll tell you, I I got to learn a lot about lore and, and what the concept was, which is is Paul Bunyan. And, and to me, when I was a kid, I came up to this region and there was a big giant a statue of Paul Bunyan when you came up here. This was considered Paul Bunyan's playground. The Brainerd Lakes area was the playground. If you read some of the the folklores of the story, it was Paul Bunyan and Babe wrestling around this area, and their footprints and their damage was our legs from this wrestling and playing. It was a playground, you know, and that's what you knew it about. You'd see that statue, and you knew you were up north, and that was it, you know, and uh, several years back, that statue got moved, and it's not that Paul Bunyan ever died. It's a folklore. It's been alive forever, but I think that it's kind of fizzling, so We were talking with the Paul Bunyan Scenic Byway and just kind of going over some things and they were looking for a way to just kind of wake it up a little bit and wake up the story. And we decided to write a a folklore story about Paul Bunyan in the sense it came out that this was Paul the Lore Bunyan Jr. That This is Paul Bunyan's son and his nickname is Lore uh, for the folklore of his father. And um, that he's going to be coming back in 2020 here and checking out his dad's old stomping grounds. And by doing that, I think he's wants to go to all the restaurants, all the bars, all the fun spots, all the events, the parades, everything that's happening in this town. And just kind of see why his dad loved this area so much and what it was. So the whole story is kind of based on his son checking out where his dad's from. Um, but in the process... I can't tell you how huge this has gotten. I'm, I'm really excited about it for this year. Even if this coronavirus or pandemic ends up putting a, a damper on this time-wise or whatever else, this'll bleed into next year. We've got so many restaurants and bars and parades and chambers and different things getting behind this activity of the lower tour, you know, that I think that if this bleeds into next year or if this bleeds more later into the summer, um, We just want there to be that family fun. We're talking about bringing the U.S. log rolling team here, professionals to come here and do a log roll in our region. It's never happened in central Minnesota. I'm not sure why, but the pros haven't come here, you know? And this is where I think it belongs. Number two, you're talking about family events. We want family tug of wars and amateur strongman competitions and, and different things like this. That's the kind of stuff that just... That's what I miss about here. You know, it seems like it's gotten back to just you know, ride out on your boat and go grab a meal and come back too. I mean, what happened to all the community and the fun? You know, yeah. where's that? You know,
0: yeah. From uh, from my business standpoint, we actually have this this motto. It's kind of an unspoken motto, but from time to time it comes up. We truly believe that people forget why they live here. Not just here, any anywhere in the world, wherever you find yourself, whatever town you chose to you know, hang your hat in. People forget why they live where they do. Um, you know, going back to why you and your wife moved your family here, you're you're still grasping onto why, uh, but I think a lot of people have lost sight of that. And and you're right. It is just, let's go out on the boat, tool around for the day, go back to the cabinet at night and, and hide out.
1: Yeah, I'm one for stories and nostalgia and stuff like that. And I think that the thing I missed the most when I was in Minneapolis for 10 years was the small town vibe. And when I hear this thing about um, Paul Bunyan, and I think small towns need to embrace what makes them famous. Like Pequot is known for having a 100 foot bobber water tower that is then tied back to Paul Bunyan. And Paul Bunyan has the byway entrance just outside of Pequot. I I love little stories like this. When you're in Minneapolis, not not to discredit anybody in Minneapolis, if that's how you wanna live your life and you love the big city, awesome. But I think people, and, and Colton said it too, need to embrace where they're from. And I think that was a, a main reason why I moved back here and, I, and a, a main reason I wanted to somehow get Blazer involved in this Paul Bunyan lore adventure, honestly. I think, it's, I think it's gonna be really appealing to both locals and the people that come up in the summer to their cabins because it's what they wanna get away from and, or get to and away from in, in Minneapolis, honestly.
2: No, I, I couldn't agree more on all of it, on all levels of it. Uh, you know, when we came up here, this was what we called God's country. This was the best place. This was our getaway. This was where we wanted to be happy. We come up here and we'd be happy. Then you go back and you get back into the work life and the stress load and everything else. No, don't get me wrong. I live up here and I have three toddlers and one on the way that (laughs) stress doesn't stop. And I'm not saying that that's gone, but I do know this, that by living up here and, and living at a little slower pace and, and, um, we couldn't have picked a better area, honestly, too. The school district is unbelievable up here and other things like that. By picking this area, we were allowed to slow down a little bit, though. We're not. I'm not sitting in an hour and a half of traffic to get mm-hmm. home at the end of the day. I'm mm-hmm. not doing that kind of stuff. That is more family time. That is more at the table. That's more finding these events and fun things happening in these towns and the parades. And it is about the small town. It is about the fact that there's a giant bobber in this town, and that's Paul Bunyan, that that we have the Paul Bunyan Trail that goes from Brainerd all the way to Bemidji, that we have, you know, all of this stuff that was around. But, you know, why don't we wake it up and get everybody behind this again? And let's have fun with Paul Bunyan. You know I mean? Let's have fun with what we can do to make
1: this an exciting thing in our region. You know, this is us. I'm just, I want to go back quick, and this is maybe a question for Colton as well. I don't have kids, but if I did, after living in the cities and living here, I would 100% want them to grow up where they can have friends and know a lot of their classmates and stuff like that. Did that, with having now three young kids, Colton, did that have a lot to do with you guys wanting to move back up here, or did it have nothing to do with what you? First off, it's really weird to hear three kids yeah. instead of one. <laughs> it went from one to three very fast. You. Yeah, I think you're the first person
0: to say that. So that kind of struck home. Um, for us specifically, my wife and I looked at each other and said, we're having kids. This is when we had our first one. Uh, we're having kids. Now is the time. We got to get back up north. We know that that's where, where we grew up, where we want our kids to grow up. We know that that's you know, the lifestyle that we want her to have and us to have again so don't get me wrong minneapolis was amazing we lived right downtown we walked everywhere i worked downtown i mean we we hardly ever put a mile on the car we we definitely got to live that that life and we loved it when we did Uh, but it got to the point where we were spending four days a week in the brainerd lakes area Mm -hmm. and three days a week down there and it was just you know why why are we doing this the the community that we want to be a part of Mm -hmm. is there you know why wait another day it was part of the five year plan, and it was just a matter of if, it, if it's gonna happen five years from now, why not five days? So, school was 100% a, a huge
1: factor, if yeah. not the biggest factor. Yeah, I, I wonder about that. And I figured that was it. Um, it's like we grew up here, you know, like we know what it's like living up here, whether you're in Nisswa or Pequod or across like Brainerd, Breezy, like it's a great community. And, and I mean, we've knew a lot of people in Brainerd when we're 20 minutes away from that school, that's something that's unheard of in a city. Like you barely know all of your classmates, if that. We knew people from Pillager, Brainerd, Pine River, like all over. And I think that's really cool, um, especially in friendships and sports and all of that. It's just something you don't get in bigger cities, I guess. And that's, that's pretty cool.
0: So. Yeah, I think, I think it's funny when you talk, when, when we talk, I don't know, I'm sure you've had the same experience. When I talk about home, when I talk about Pequot with people who aren't familiar with Pequot, and they say, why the heck do you live in, you know, bumfuck nowhere? <laughs> yeah. and, you know, what are you doing? Like, what do you, this is Minneapolis. And it's like, I, I was never excited to open a business and start my own thing in Minneapolis. Not once was I ever like, I want to do this. But the second I started talking about coming back home, it was like, why wouldn't I open my own business? Why wouldn't I, you know, be part of the the pulse that's behind the lakes area? So it's, yeah. it's just, it's, I don't know, it's a different lifestyle. And there's something about being here that everybody does help one another out. You know, like the restaurants that are saying, mm-hmm. advertise on my dock. I would love to have you put your name on on my business. Yeah. And I want to put mine on yours. Like let's let's work together and tell everybody that we're both here.
1: Yeah. So that's something you just like they want to see dollars when that is happening in the cities, you know? Like you want to promote here. Like I think these companies and these these bars are making a little bit of money. It's more about they want to spread the word of different businesses in the community, which I think is really cool.
2: We didn't price point it for it to be a killer on anybody. And just as everybody understands, at least not in this region, and I don't know where it'll go. If it goes down to Minnetonka, I'm sure pricing will get different, you know, whatever it is. But we didn't price it for that, honestly. Most of the bars and restaurants were really happy to kind of take away some of the cost of maintaining your dock systems. I mean, they spent money on their docks. Every single year, taking them out and maintaining them and doing this. We Again, it's about blessing some of these restaurants around here in our area because Mm -hmm. we've taken that kind of away from them. This is not a moneymaker for you know the restaurants that's not why they came in this game by all i've Mm -hmm. talked to every one of them this is about joining everybody together this is about taking away some of the maintenance keeping the docks looking nice up in this area i mean i think it's about having art walking across new nice cedar in different colors but having that prettiness as you walk on it you know but getting back to what you were saying is coming back here to me you guys both kind of were from up here you know Mm -hmm. and i wasn't you know i i definitely was raised in um, minneapolis area and the suburbs and whatnot i went back and forth kind of from the cities and um, california and colorado in my time Um, but it wasn't until um my wife when about i don't know eight some years ago when i started coming up here and seeing this and to me i was not see I, w- I wasn't raised with the cabin so i wasn't even coming up here as a kid i mean I, if we came up here we were going to paul Bunyan land or we were going to stay in a resort or something for you a are, weekend you are a
0: real tourist or yeah. a real <laughs> tourist right like I
2: just got the one weekend that's it and yeah. Yeah. don't plan on doing that for the next five years because you know <laughs> we just won't you know so it wasn't and i you know other vacations consisted of Mexico and the beach of California and other things like that. This was a vacation land to me. To me, this was like, wow, this is incredible. And so when I started coming up here more regularly, she was raised her whole life. Her mother was raised her whole life. Grandfather built the cabin with his bare hands in 56. You know, they've spent their whole life every weekend coming up here. And then I started going from that to where there was no vacations and work all the time to coming up here. Uh, Once a month, then it became twice a month, then it became every single weekend, you know, and I'm like, I just want that. I want to be up here and on those lakes, you know, and the coolest thing after coming up here and being up here wasn't about everything and all of that. It was some days I got done and if I was done working at three o'clock, I had enough time to shoot over the cabin, get on the boat and take a boat ride for two, three hours and watch the sunset. You know, that's on a weekday. Uh, you don't get that in the cities, you know?
0: Yeah. No, I completely agree. I mean, I now have the opportunity to work a full day uh, and go home, grab a fishing rod, and run out and, and catch dinner and still work a full day. Um, you know, you can take in a, a ball game at the high school and watch the watch right. the kids play on the same field that you used to play on, um, all while still working a full day. And it just – I don't know.
1: With with um, With you saying you moved up here – you were 100% a city person um, or a tourist or we <laughs> would city? call city it. Yep. Is, right? <laughs> um, uh, yeah, if you didn't have a city it sticker on the back of your car in high school, you weren't in the, you weren't in the cool club. But, uh, <laughs> but I guess this is more for Colton, actually. Are you seeing in the real estate market more people that are in James's shoes, lifelongers in a bigger city wanting to move up here, not even retiring, but like midlife? I don't know if there's a, a pinpoint on the age demographic really. I mean,
0: probably empty nesters or the kids are finally moving out, they're going to college. Is the time where I can downsize here in the metro and get that that lake place where I live half the year. Um, you know, that's probably who it, who it is, generally speaking. But I'd say the story of that person is almost always the my mom and dad. And, or grandma and grandpa used to vacation there. Then my mom and dad went to the same place and I grew up at great grandma and grandpa's log cabin on such and such a lake. Yeah. Um, or I grew up on going to, to this mom and pop resort and now I finally can buy a place. I want to buy on that lake because that's the resort that I used to stay in. That's that's almost always the story that we hear from people who are buying their seasonal cabins. The, yeah. the vast majority of our clientele believe it or not. Most people in the local community would choose not to believe it, but it is the fact that the locals really are the the livelihood of the real estate market in this area. Where There's far more buyers and sellers locally that are just trying to get closer to the school or trying to get away from a town and get out into the into the sticks a little bit. Sure. That's really why the real estate market is so good here. Right. It's not the seasonal cabins. It's not the higher-end properties. It's the The people who live here who keep the lights on at their local business and um, you know support the local communities and the school events and things like that they're the ones that are also helping real estate be a a huge driving force behind the success of the the brainerd area very cool yeah
2: that's awesome to hear because i I, that's totally new to me i I wouldn't expect that i guess i just assume people come up here buying a vacation home and that's how you get here you know but (laughs) I'm, I'm super glad to hear that the locals are trying to find better places to set feet down and be here longer and more permanently and, and be part of because that's, that's who we see every day. That's who we hang out with. That's who we have events with. That's who's waving at you at the parade. I mean, that mm-hmm. stuff's cool.
1: Speaking of parades and boating and summer fun, I don't want to totally make this about the coronavirus, but how much of an impact do you think this pandemic will cause in summer fun? I, I mean, it... Your guess could be as good as mine, but I just feel like we should talk a little bit about it on this because a lot of our community and gatherings and parades are summertime, of course. Um, and as someone who has been a part of many parades, um, what, what's your what's your feeling, I guess, right now? Call me an
0: optimist. Um, I'm definitely somebody who wants to spread uh, the the bright side of things. I do think that there that we will come out the other side of this. Summer is still going to happen. The sun is still going to shine. Uh, The one thing that we do, even if this virus does continue to cripple our economy and our morale, we can still go outside. Mm -hmm. We can still go hiking. We can still, you know, if you're lucky enough to live on the lake, get out there, go swimming, just throw in a line, Mm -hmm. do something. But personally, I think that we're going to get through this in a quicker timeline than some people. And I think events will still happen. They might look a little differently, but we're still going to have parades. We're still going to have fireworks. We're still going to have local community events happening when they happen. Might not be on the 4th of July, but maybe we'll have a 4th of July party in August. Right. Um, but I, I do think that we'll come out on the other side of this bigger and better than, than we came into it.
1: Great message. And um, it just gets me thinking a little bit. I know we mentioned it to ourselves off air a little while ago, but when you hear about bigger events such as baseball games or hockey games that um, those leagues think they can get back by mid to late May or even early June and if that's possible I say like in a small community why not like why can't we have our our parades or why can't we have our lore tour events you know Um, if they feel it's safe enough to put 10,000 people in a stadium or 8,000 I don't know and maybe they're being too optimistic for that timeline but I guess I'm
0: I, don't, I really know, don't know. I'm, no I'm behind way. it. I would rather spread hope than fear. Right? Like Major League Baseball is saying, we want to play. A lot of that's coming from the money standpoint and what they owe the players, regardless of right. what they're playing or not. America as a whole, baseball is America's pastime. Coming out of this, people who don't even like baseball are probably going to be itching to watch a, a baseball game. Absolutely. And it's just it's it's just another another thing, another example of spreading the the hope. It might take two days instead of one, but you know we'll get there.
2: you're talking about just that itching factor Mm -hmm. that i think everybody is sitting in their house just itching to do anything of any sort you hear about different drive-through churches to drive through you know restaurant abilities to whatever they got to do to kind of make these events sort of happen right now and as they release us and as we get to have more fun and whatever else you're absolutely right i think that our events will be tenfold I think that people are going to be just excited to be back at it I think sports are going to have more viewers more watchers more things happening you know all of it is going to climb and when you talk about maybe going on a on a down right now I think if we lift up I mean we got a chance to peak this out to be way higher than we've ever had you know so why not let the peak if you're talking about how we're doing curves when you're talking about a pandemic or whatever. This is a curve of our economy. If we're going to slope right now, let's find out how we're going to take this
0: thing off at the end. Yeah, you know? where, where does it go and how do we help propel that forward? And I, we had uh, a chamber board meeting this morning. That very discussion came up of how do, how do we shift from being reactive to all this and talking about what we do now because of what happened yesterday. We need to start shifting everybody's mind to say, what are we doing tomorrow to, to stay ahead of what's happening today. And I think, you know, one thing that came up was the 4th of July events. And I threw my hand up instantly and said, I'm still willing and able and want more than ever to be the main sponsor of all of the Pequot events again and, and pledged my, my dollars towards saying, I'm still in. Businesses still want that event to happen. And we need to make sure that the local community understands that we're doing everything we can to make it happen. If we come up short, we come up short. Right. But we're doing everything we can to to have a parade, have yeah. a normal life right. that we're used to. Um, and heck, if we can make it a little better than it was last year, all the better. But something.
2: Being creative. I mean, I know I talked to you before when we were coming into the lore thing, being that you're a sponsor but a sponsor and we were ready to kind of launch this thing at the St. Paddy's Day Parade and then the St. Paddy's Day Parade yeah. got cancelled and that, then we saw the one float that went through town and kind of <laughs> honking and I know Colton said we, we should have just drove through it anyway <laughs> I mean I know there's nobody there but that's the kind of mentality that this whole town and this whole region needs it won't matter if the people aren't there it will matter that Honestly, we live kind of right now through what we're seeing and what we're seeing on social media and what we're seeing on whatever. So in my opinion, if I had a parade and everybody was in their cars and I was filming it and I was watching us drive through my town and I saw Colton's truck and I saw Blazer there and I saw all the vehicles of the local businesses going through with nobody on the streets, but I saw it and it was being filmed and somebody put it on Facebook. You bet I would be watching it. You bet I would be supporting my community and let it be what it is. So it's not about just giving up and sitting down. This is right, because if we if we just keep it up and do whatever creative way that we can keep things functioning, I think that you are going to see when it is time to break loose and when it's time to have fun again, we're going to have twice the fun that
1: we ever had. You know, I saw something sort of funny. Last night, well, not just funny, but sort of cool actually. I was driving, doing my nightly drive to Dairy Queen um, <laughs> and I was driving back. The local James, one, local the, right. the Dairy local Queen Dairy one. Queen. Yeah, and people Pequot. out here, and James, you see me taking that drive almost <laughs> every day I pass you and where are you going, Dairy Queen? But uh, <laughs> it was probably about seven o'clock at night and I'm driving back through this back road that leads past the the gym and the football field and and there's probably about 20 cars out there and the score, the football scoreboard was on. And it looked like people parked to watch a football game. I'm like, are they going to pretend to watch a game right now? Or what's going on? And the scoreboard said 2020. So I pull out and then I, I run into actually one of the Pequot cops. I don't know his name. I'd, I've seen him a lot. And he's a super nice guy. But I'm like, what's going on over there? He's like, well, the school felt that because the seniors can't do prom and probably not graduation either. They're trying to find ways to get them together. And uh And this is a way that they can all turn their station to a certain station, talk to each other sort of somehow. I I don't understand how it worked, actually. But then it was blasting like music. And each person, from what I understood, got to pick a song that was there. So that's I mean, it's it's different. It's cool. It was sort of funny. I didn't know what the heck was going on. They're playing Brad Paisley or. I don't know some country music, and I'm like, Pequot. <laughs> but uh, and so, but it, it made a little more sense when I, I found out that it was the seniors trying to have a good time.
0: Yeah, I think I read there's, uh, God, I want to, I want to say 150 or some high schools in the state that are all on Wednesday nights turning on their the stadium lights in the, in mm. the football stadiums. Okay. Uh, in in reflection of the very thing, you yeah, know, the, the seniors having their their seasons cut short or their school year cut short or the all the spring sports teams that aren't going to happen. Um, You know, I can't imagine Mm. going back to my senior year and not being able to play baseball Mm. that year. I, I would have lost
1: it. Yeah, I know it's, that's sad. Like it's sad. A lot of things are sad. What they're missing out on learning. Let's not get it all wrong. And I mean, (laughs) I was not the best, in school either, but they're missing out on a lot of things they might use in life. Now yeah. the seniors have learned. Pro- I mean, they're missing out on probably an elective, maybe at this time of year. But like juniors, sophomores, and freshmen, these are like main classes in their lives that they need to learn algebra, um, other stuff that I was really bad at. But yeah, I didn't um, go to many
0: classes my senior year. So Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm, I'm what sort are you, of talking out of my
1: ass right here. What are you missing? Though yeah. you're mi- you're
2: missing but, your senior year. Yeah, you're those guys prime. like you're missing yeah. your. Your prom, Obviously, your communication like right. with your friends—these are your best of times. So yeah. I mean, it, the seniors are, I think, are taking one of the harder hits on yeah. this thing. I mean, yeah. this is it. Some them. of these guys are not going to finish out this, mm-hmm. and they're going to walk into college, and you'll be talking about it at college, and you'll be that. Ah, but you don't, you don't have those memories that I know I had way back when, and I'm never going to let those yeah. memories go.
0: You know? Yeah, the, the relationships and just that the experience of, you know, even feeling that that I made it. Mm-hmm. That that moment you go through that last semester, mm-hmm. uh, your senior year and you're just like, I did it, yeah. you know? Smooth sailing from here, we get to relax a little, we get to start have, having some fun yeah. and, and looking at the next chapter of life. So yeah, it's interesting times that we live in, that's for sure. <laughs> it is.
2: How big is Zoom go? You know, I see people yeah. do Zoom meetings. Can you do 250 people in a Zoom meeting know. and do a graduation uh, Zoom style? I don't or how know. does it work? Actually,
1: yes. Yeah, <laughs> I now that you say that because personally, For another company I'm working for, um, we have a plan in place to do one of our bigger events that we plan on having a lot of people at. Um, And they said we can, I don't know if it's Zoom or or one of those conferences where all the people that were going to be in attendance can get a code to then come in to this video chat where if they were going to win an award at this event, they can accept it virtually. But it's it's crazy because of course everyone wants to see everybody and get an award in person if it comes to it and we still can't be around like we have the social distancing going in July then you people are figuring out different ways to do that so i wouldn't be surprised if if uh there was a virtual graduation it's or,
0: something you know yeah. it's a consolation it's, a it's definitely a <laughs>
1: consolation prize yeah. but uh it's something and and you say you know you think of your senior year tell you what there will be no other senior class in the history of at least our lifetimes hopefully That will have something like this. They will be the only senior class that have ever had to do virtual graduations. It it, it is your
2: story. It is going to be your story. It's going to be what you get to talk about when you come in. So, I mean, I'm not saying it's a dead memory. It's just a different memory.
1: Yeah, exactly. Crazy. So, um, I, I mean, this has been great. Like, honestly, this has been a perfect first episode, I think. It was great having you on first. I know we've We've done a lot, Colton and I both have done a lot of work with you in the past and hopefully in the future with Lore. You've got a great story. Love hearing of people from the Twin Cities area liking it more up here. You know, it always makes us feel better about what we're trying to do. I think everybody likes it more here.
0: Yeah. I think people are afraid of the unknown, right? Like, how am I going to make a living? Where are we going to live? What's life look like? Mm -hmm. What am I going to do without my Starbucks every day or my (laughs) Whole Foods and Luns? I we agree. got farm fresh, right? Yeah, we right. got farmers market. Yeah, you non-stop. want a fresh we jam, got...
1: brambleberries right down yeah. the road. And get some yeah. flat made brambleberry
0: jam. Uh yeah, it's just you don't know what you don't know. And when people do yeah. take the time to, to get to know the area, most of them don't want to leave. So James, you got any shameless plugs that you want to make of
2: You know, I, I honestly just in this time, I mean where where we're at and everything else, um I gotta go back to what you were just saying and how people kind of make the commitment to come up here and what that is for us and for my family, it was it was trust and trust in God that uh, this is what we wanted. So right now, um, as me coming from Faith Boost and the concept of the whole name of Faith Boost is to boost faith into this general region. And so for me, I think that uh, I'm going to come out with just saying that this is the biggest time that we can pray, that we can sit at our dinner table, that we can have trust and that we can have faith. And that guess what? It will turn around. This will be Paul Bunyan's playground again, and we'll be back at play here in no time. I know it. So as long as we can just trust and have faith and, and know that this is what's coming, I think we're going to enjoy it this year. I think that's a great
1: note to yeah, end on. Um, I agree. I had a great time, Colton. This was yeah, fun. This, this is, is fun. We're well, open to
0: suggestions, right?
1: Absolutely, yeah. I mean – Listeners, holler at us if, yeah. you, if
0: you want to hear something, you want us to talk about something, you want to come on the show.
1: Yeah. Let's Um, do it. Yeah. Like we mentioned right away, you know, we're going to be talking about local businesses and, and, uh, family and friends and residents. But if you have any connection to the lakes area, let us know, because we'll figure out a way to, to even Skype or zoom you in for a, for a show down the road as well, because we we want to hear from all over the world about why this area meant something in your life. So I think, uh, Colton, you want to end this bad boy?
0: Yeah. We'll just close, reintroduce ourselves one last time. I'm Colton
1: Woods to Water Real Estate. James with Faith Boost, Doc Tattoos, and the Lord Tour, and I'm Jacob Blazer with Blaze Air, and um, I guess thanks for joining us. Not I guess, very much thanks for joining us, um, and we'll see you next week on Listen Local.